That should be good. Rutabaga, rutabaga, urchin, urchin, urchin. Yeah, you're good. Syphilis, syphilis, syphilis. Why you got syphilis? Again? Again? In a row? <laughs> uh, in no. a row? How many times did you get that? I'm, I'm trying to figure out the whole collector set. You know, they're kind of like trading cards. <laughs> I had scabies twice. You want to trade for one syphilis? <laughs> oh, gosh. We should tell that story. I'm happy to tell that story. Good. Just got to figure out a way to make, like... Wigan, that's what they called it. Wigan? Wigan. Wigan, the act of stealing things from Goodwill donation stands in the middle of the night and taking it home and using it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I am Brogan. I'm Scott. I'm musical. I'm Jeff. Oh, yeah. Is it the musical episode, Brogan? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I will sing a song about the Grit City Podcast. Wow. And it's got a bunch of dudes with beards and a Steve Dunkelberger as a guest. We look like a bunch of surly uncles. And you <laughs> are here to play with us today. Thank you for listening. Uh, Steve, that was an intro for you, I think. Oh, yeah. Hey, great. Thanks. <laughs> sure. Go with that. Everyone everyone knows Steve Dunkelberger, <laughs> the man about town in Tacoma, the man making things happen, the man who is everywhere because he doesn't want to cook in his kitchen. That's right. <laughs> the man who is everywhere because he is really nowhere. Right. right Ooh, right. everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Thank you guys for listening to us. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Info at GritCityPodcast.com. Find us on www.GritCityPodcast.com and uh, all sorts of other ways to find us, which is really simple because you can find it right on that webpage or even right on this uh, the way that you're listening to us. If you're like looking at your smartphone, there's like links right there that can do it. And you can actually just touch the little picture that says Grit City Podcast and it'll flip over for you. Isn't that cool? Yeah, you can cool. say, Alexa, find Grit City Podcast on the internet. You know what I love to do? Alexa, volume Prodigy 11. Dial up. <laughs> Prodigy dial up. Boo, boo, on a CD. Oh, man. The BBS boards of back in the day. Yeah, I think all yeah all of us are old enough to have gone from having not me, analog I don't know what you're talking about. to digital. Shut up! You are like the oldest out of all of us here. Yeah, no, I think I'm the oldest. Okay, yeah. fine. Steve is. Yeah. <laughs> well, when my mom, when we were cleaning out my mom's house, yeah, the amount of AOL. CD. I mean, it went from floppy disks mm-hmm. to CDs. I mean, oh, yeah. she likes to just save them. Like, magically, you wouldn't just really? be able to re-download AOL. No, you couldn't do that. You actually had to get one of the damn disks. Dude, imagine like, how many wow. AOL disks they put out. Yeah, There has oh, to yeah. be just billions yeah. of them out well, there. Well, I know people who still pay for AOL. They have, they have the regular internet through um, you know Wi-Fi and the router and all that stuff, but they still pay for AOL because they don't want to give up their email address. Yeah, and I told mm. them that you don't have to 
keep paying. That's some AARP shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I know some people. Yeah, they just like, don't want to bother. Like, comedians they don't want to risk it. Who've been doing it like forever, and it's just like it's it's like having the same phone number. Um, like it used to be a giant pain in the ass to if you switch carriers or something. I stuck with one carrier because it would be the same phone number, and now you can just switch it anywhere. But it's the same. Do you thing still with- have that T-Mobile plan where you have unlimited everything for like four dollars? No. Oh, I'm they, sad. That they, was a great thing. It was a great thing, but then uh, they uh, they got rid of that, and it was basically they add so many things to uh, the other services that it's just it's not necessarily worthwhile to have the grandfathered all uh, data plan. I tell you. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh and you're gonna flip me ship. That's fine. I understand that. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> consumer cellular, because it's it's a it's a cell phone plan for like like old people, and uh, so they're like, well, you know, it's like thirty dollars, and then for five dollars unlimited data because none of these senior folks are gonna have the unlimited data. It's like, well, so for forty bucks yeah. I can get everything and. And that's, they use everyone else's cell service stuff. So, and I use—I mean, I use Wi-Fi almost all the time, uh, which kind of sucks uh, when it doesn't work. But like, I, that's, my data is so low. I went into the store, and they're just like, "You don't use like we can get you a bill that's cheaper than what you're using now with unlimited." And I don't ever have any. Yeah, we do with three it. gigs split between three phones because my wife is always at Wi-Fi. I'm always at Wizards Keep Games at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington for all your gaming needs. Free Wi-Fi there. So, I mean, it's... (laughs) Now, when I was a road tech, that was a whole different deal. You had to have that unlimited because we'd be in spots where they're... You know, I want to stream... Anything? You know, the Grit City podcast. And I just couldn't do it. I had to use my data. Yeah. So it's a different world we live in today. I know. You guys are driving all around uh, the... The earth. Yeah, like just all of Washington going all over the place. We did. Oregon, Washington, all the way to Canada. Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Nevada. Even some of Nevada. We flew some in. California. Some oh, yeah. California, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we traveled we a lot. We did. Yeah. Traveling for work is fun until you do it. Yeah, yeah. Then for it a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of which, I've got to go to Reno next Ooh. week. Ooh, going to Reno. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of my way to take a bunch of nerds. Come going for the game uh, game manufacturers trade show down there. Yeah, I'm gonna take them to the Under the Rose. I'm gonna nice. go check in and I'm gonna Dude. do my best to do a drunk dial nice. podcast. Please do. Just send yeah. Just send me a text and tell me that not to answer, yeah. and I'll just grab that voicemail one <laughs> one of my favorite things is the last time you went on a man's trip with people from the game store uh it was, it was a, leather chaps it was a camping trip where he almost died God, you fucking love this story yes. i hate you i love it well i mean, tell people by the time you took a dump on the side of the freeway because you're gonna shit your pants i think you just did he did that. <laughs> and you guys try to take pictures of it. He's done that a couple times. I've heard a couple of stories. There's a couple of, of stories Maybe about that. Maybe you should like, travel with a fanny pack and like, a brand muffin or something. Fucking fanny pack and a brand muffin. Is that what your fanny pack is for, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Togo Burger's got a fanny pack full of brand fanny muffins. Fanny pack? <laughs> oh, it's a pack for his, his, his your cell phone pack? Yeah, it's my cell phone his my insulin pump. pump. Yeah. Colostomy bag. Oh, ass blood. I used to use a yellow and, uh, yellow and blue McGreen uh, seal. Uh, oh, Ziploc yeah, bag. the Ziploc bags and you just hope for the best. <laughs> Some gaffer's tape. Because I'm classy. Because I'm classy. <laughs> Jesus. So you're one poop. Of the, yeah, you're one of the classiest guys I know, Steve. Gosh, I love all of your ties. And uh, Dude, my wife's gotten into this whole weird realm of uh, fountain pens now. Oh. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, Not yeah. because of you, yeah. but because she now <laughs> okay. is journaling. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, yeah. So right now, how many fan, uh, fountain pens do you have on you at this point in time? At this Steve? point, I, I just have the one. That's my travel fountain pen. All right. This is called the Chaplain because it looks like. Yeah, it does. It's got a fatty liver. Yeah. So what's a, got a tactical ballpoint pen? I was going to say you have to, three pens sticking out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that one's just for self defense. Well, yeah. Is that just in case? It's, you a, need... it's called the hobo stabber because sometimes you need to stab a hobo. <laughs> it's, it's Tacoma. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not outside the realm of reason on that one. Dude, have you ever seen one of those? You no. think I'm joking? But hand it to him. Yeah. It's like li- li- literally metal. Oh my god! Yeah, this and is like it's a tactile, is, tactile pen, right? Yeah, this is a pen that has weight to it. It has a, a, like actual like grips, like you would see on like yeah. a knife or something. And you can break a window guess, with that. That's a, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. That's what it's yeah. designed for you know because all the times you run into a river and need to because <laughs> you don't Fight understand how you know windows work. <laughs> no, I want to touch it. I know you just tap it. I've seen those ones that they have like the tap class things where it's just like a little like piece of plastic that you and with like a little essentially like a or whatever like you have on yeah. the end of the pen and you just flip it and smack it and it'll it'll smash your window if you need something like that yep. but also it seems kind of horrifying because if you have that then like i don't like exactly like how often are you f- driving into rivers or dealing with any sort of thing like that man around here with all the water dude i actually thought about getting one of those seatbelt cutter things and the really smashers. i thought about it just because i'm a terrible driver because this is difficult Hitting the button and yes. uh, tough times. <laughs> Depends so, on if your arm's enough. broken or not. Yeah. Right? What if your arm's? What if your feet? Yeah, what if your dick well, then you can't broken? reach for the thing Listen, to cut the. The guy with the fanny pack and all the knives <laughs> is telling me that I shouldn't be prepared. What are you? What are you doing to me? A, Come on now. Once an Eagle Scout, always an Eagle Scout. Oh yeah, there you go with that. Always be prepared. How always. do you feel about Girl Scouts Dude, being Eagle Billy. Scouts? Well, Girl Scouts are not in Boy Scouts. Well, what are you? Feel, how do you feel about girl, about girls being in Boy Scouts? Well, I, I think well as a as a you know Eagle Scout uh, Scoutmaster and Cubmaster at one point, and I was a Brownie leader. Um, I believe you have children as well. I do have children, so yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that it is recognizing what has been happening for decades. What happens generally is. Um, you know, a boy wants to become a Boy Scout or, you know, a Cub Scout, a Scout. And, uh, you know, the one mom generally shuttles the boys or the kids around to all their swimming activities and horse racing and all that, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, horse racing. I'm watching a bunch of babies just riding horses. <laughs> and uh, so, so you know, the, the one parent is sitting in the corner with the younger kid while the one of the kids is doing scouting. It's like, well... Then the general scout master or scout leader will say, well, why don't you come join us and, you know, do whatever we're doing. And now they're just allowing them to, to get the badges as well. Yeah. Now. It's officially recognized on something that's already been happening. Right. right. And you can't because you wear a dress, sit in the corner. Right. And <laughs> But what's missing is it's, it's not like, um, you know, girls are allowed to be in troops and... Um, in, in patrols in, in Boy Scouts uh, with boys. It's not a co-ed Boy Scouts. Girls can have a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout troop within the Boy Scout structure that also meets at the same time that the boys and girls will have opening ceremonies and announcements and all that so stuff. Those boy-girl they're, scouts? They go into their own troop meetings and do all that stuff. Oh. You know, Separate. Separate, and then they'll get together for... Well, under under the badge of Boy Scouts. Or Scouts of America. America. Did they remove the word Boy Scout from Scouts of America? BSA America. BSA. BSA America. What does BSA stand for? Boy Scouts of America. 
So, you say so it's girl. Twice. So so it is a troop of girls in BSA. In BSA. Yes. Okay. My, my favorite I just, thing about I, I didn't this know is how, worked how many yet. beers are we in trying to figure all this out? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, and I can understand, you know, the, the, obviously the Girl Scouts of America are ticked up because, you know. You're stealing from they're them. They're stealing from them. But. They don't teach them the th- same thing. Well, things. that was the thing yeah, I was it's, thinking. It's, it's like, completely different programs. And yeah. sometimes, you know, uh, people go to Girl Scouts or Daisies or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Indian girls. Um, Indian girls. Um, I think that's and Eastern cool. boys. Um, Eastern down the damn world. <laughs> oh, he does it West, West End, End girls. girls. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, different programs. So it, it, the idea is that if it fits them, it fits them. When I mean, I, when I grew up on military bases, going to scouts was a thing that was not optional. That's that's what kids did. Yeah. Um, and now. You know, when I was a uh, cub master... Kids, boys and girls, or just boys? Boys and girls. I mean, it was just... Yeah. On, on military bases, just get them to you do went something. to scouting. Yeah, yeah. Because there weren't, you know, recreational soccer leagues. Yeah. You know, no, generally. if you needed... Yeah, that's a good idea. And, uh, you know, I went up to junior high always carrying a Swiss Army knife, and now it's a felony, and you get expelled. Yeah. But and that was... Well, I mean, like, thing. you showed us... I mean, speaking of well You could fucking hack something with yours. Yeah, like you that. have... Like, no, you don't even need to pull out any of the, like, 1,100 things that your Swiss Army knife can do. You have it's a, a Gordian brick. knot it's in your a pocket. a brick that you can just smash someone's face in if you need to. <laughs> I can understand to. why. Yeah. Yeah. How many things do you have on that Swiss Army knife? Uh, I think it's like 73 things on the knife. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And I wish I, I would have gotten the 91 <laughs> thing version. Cause, the 91? Cause, what the hell does it have on the Like I said, it has, it, has, it has a flashlight. It has a USB drive. It's got um, a cell phone battery charger that you a get up six pussy. hours. A pocket pussy. Like, you know, whatever. What, why last, not? last time I saw one of those, it was at a convention that we always go to. A what? A pocket pussy? Yeah. Like the last one Ooh, I saw was yeah. Well, moving uh, on from that. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Great, great. great um, great. so uh, Steve is the man about town. Uh, if there's a big event going on, you're usually either a part of it or at least just attending it. Um, one of the things Probably. you've been doing is Steve's drunk history, right? Um, most like, uh, is it consistently at the Broken Spoke? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, every month it's at the Broken Spoke. I actually did um, booking some. Uh, you guys don't laugh, but I'm I'm, I'm booking uh, talks at retirement homes. I, oh, I, I strip I strip off the you know the talk about spooge and things. Uh, and uh, well, I mean, you're meeting at a place fun- called the Broken Spoke, and, and all the and all the you know all the funny stuff and the 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 me not being completely smashed while I'm doing it. Um, and it's great. Like oh it. yeah, and I just have to imagine that groups, yeah. yeah, they're having fun with that uh, uh, in retirement communities, like just all over Tacoma, just uh, hanging them out. Uh, yeah, well, I was looking for more. Um, oh yeah, my yeah, parents yeah. just moved to Patriots Landing, so I was there Friday. Where Patriots Landing in what? Dupont? Oh, oh, Dupont. Yeah, nice. I thought that was some new shit in Tacoma. I missed no, Patriots <laughs> Landing. It's a uh, military retired focused retirement home. Ooh, Ooh, that's got to be interesting having fun, like the old, a bunch the old of military people, people with perfect lawns and flags in their yard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, because they don't tend to their lawns and, and, and Patriots Landing, you know, has flags on each one of their. Are you? And, yeah. Are you yep. catering uh, specific content for them? Would you like be talking about the military history of this area? Uh, well, well, eventually it's, mm-hmm. it's generally the same program. I just kind of make a PG version because oh, you know, nice. my parents are in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but the last one, let's see, was um, 
Uh, oh, well, Ghost Stories. Oh, I did the Ghost Stories yeah. one. Um, and that was kind of fun. And then I'm going to do the Candy Chronicles. Yeah. Um, like Tacoma's that, ties to, to candy making. And that's one of the that's things. Like, like some, people, some people know about uh, Brown and Haley and Almond Roca. But there's a, there's a low-hanging fruit story. It's kind of like Brogan. Mm-hmm. Listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, actually, recently, you just did one on uh, the music of Tacoma. Yep. And yep. it's one of those things that people don't necessarily realize that there was some legendary music that came out yep. of this area um yep. some people know about bing crosby uh, and i didn't mention him area. intentionally and that's one of those things because he was born here but really didn't necessarily do anything here it was no. just like he was i didn't know bing crosby was from tacoma yeah yeah, yeah he was I born see in tacoma i did a story about bing crosby's house and he was actually born you know in in the house it's not like his parents lived there and they born in an actual hospital he was born in the house yeah that shit happened in back then. 1903. And um, I did a story about the building, and he, the guy who owns the house is a friend of mine. And uh, he didn't know it was Bing Crosby's house until uh, Christmas Eve of the year he moved in. When Bing and Crosby's of, ghost showed up. No, a bunch of UPS <laughs> students came up in a bus and started singing... You know, uh, White Christmas at like oh, ten o'clock no. at night. He's like, "What the hell? What the fuck are you doing in my house? <laughs> we're, we're, well, this is what we do every year. We That's we're funny. singing to Bing Crosby's house. Like Bing Crosby's house. He's like, what are you talking about? That's your house. Like you don't see the plaque on your your, your stairs. Like oh shit. He, he straight up bought okay. the house. Like he owned the house. It's not really mentioned. You know, in the deeds. That should okay. be in like the listing. Like well, you would just imagine. It's in the you know historic North Slope district. Yada yada historic. Right? Yeah yada yada yada. He's like, oh, okay. And so every now and then, this is this is the weird. Every now and then, it appears in the uh, you know you're from Tacoma when mm-hmm. things of you know you didn't know that Bing Crosby you know was born here, <laughs> and people will walk by and shoot a photograph of his house. It's like, oh yeah, I I do I know that house. Well, um, there was a uh, this was maybe about six months ago uh, where a guy walked up to the doorstep and shot a photograph through his plate glass big. Oh no. Door, fuck that guy, and he goes. This is this is uh, Bing Crosby. What was Bing Crosby's living room? And he's supposed to um, get off my fucking porch, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. like the that's like the the uh, Goonies in the Astoria house. Right. Like they have tarped over the house because yep. they're tired of people taking pictures of it, and it's because a little bit of that well, invasion of privacy. Cunt. Well, and that's be, the be, thing. That's like be invasion. respectful. Yeah, I heard, I heard that was a problem with the Breaking Bad house. And in, in, dude, uh, people, people were throwing, throwing pizza. pizzas up on the roof. <laughs> it's like people don't have boundaries because they see something on TV or know that something is a historical place uh, like at least be cool enough to like say maybe knock on the door and say hey no, would it don't. be cool Leave to take a picture alone. I don't know I <laughs> take it from the street like Google right throw your pizza <laughs> right. and get the fuck out of yeah. there right. <laughs> stop throwing the pizza and just give it to me and then move on yeah Mulan, Mulan. <laughs> but I mean yeah he couldn't do anything legally because he didn't tell the man to get off of the lawn before the, the photograph was taken yeah. so yeah, it's not, just not did it illegal issue run. it's just like come on dude you know that's just like I like the history is cool, but like yeah, do it from uh you know the street, I guess. Yeah. 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 Hey still- Steve. Oh. Hey. What you know about Edison City? What do I know about Edison City? Why is it called Edison City? Because uh, it's named after the elementary school that was there. Oh. Really? That's not cool. Yeah, because well, most neighborhoods are no known- 
named after the elementary school that was really I f- well fuck yeah. all right <laughs> well there you go, uh, fuck, there you there go. go. i thought Seth i was going to stump dunkelberger yeah there's a, there's a, a an Ooh. effort to kind of bring that name those historic names back to make we'll smaller neighbors because everyone says you know you know south tacoma well hell ha- half of tacoma is it's, technically south of tacoma yeah right no, you know but then north tacoma People don't think of the North Slope as North Tacoma, but actually Browns Point is North Tacoma. Oh. But people don't think oh, gosh, of yeah, yeah, you're you don't right, think yeah. of that as side, Tacoma. Yeah. That's more yeah. like no, they think ways. of racism line and then North Tacoma. Yeah, and then everything what is Sixth Ave up? Yeah, <laughs> like basically just passed Human on the beings. side of the North Side. It's totally racist. Whoa, Jeff, you made a weird there, Bergen. how are you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah uh, well, uh, uh, a couple of things about the, the the music thing that I I actually found kind of cool that um, uh, Foxtrot was made popular in Tacoma before it uh, really the, um, the fuck is Foxtrot it's a, the Foxtrot the dance yeah, like the, the old timey dance 1910s first world war shit dude I guarantee they were Foxtrotting in this building yeah they were doing the, the Charleston the, the Foxtrot right? dick dingers um, alright I'm making and, tacos and then uh, I'll make tacos uh, Jelly Roll Morton if you're familiar with jazz folks mm-hmm. Fernand Jelly Roll Morton uh, he was 14 when he started playing the piano in a uh, a sporting club a brothel if you will mm. uh, in what is now Ponder's Wait, Corner in Lakewood. Oh. And wow. uh, they called him Jelly Roll because at the time that was a term for a, a female's genitalia. Wow. And Oh man, you just lined out about fifteen new jokes at my house. Yeah. All right. Holy yeah. shit. Are you jelly right the jelly roll? rolls? Yeah. Jelly roll. Um, well and the thing like was and, and he was Sorry, he was baby. known for popularizing um, not only uh, speeding up and slowing down tempos just on the cuff or on the fly, if you will, mm-hmm. um, but uh, um, making bridges from one song to the next. And he Lord. crafted that because the standard you know, operating procedure in you know, the mattress jockeying of that time was a patron got three songs. Oh, and so he would just yeah. transition. And so when it got to be, you know... Th- that end of the third song, like a minute left of the third song, he would start playing faster to kind of get the customer to you know to come and go because there's a line awaiting. It's it's, it's the wrap it up Oscar yeah. music right there. Yeah. It's the same thing that they do at any of the deja vu's uh, or right. any of the other oh. strip clubs around here. Right. Is it Justin? Explain um, to us. Yeah. Uh, so from what you've read, you from know what I've read from the on New Yorker research on the internet. <laughs> He's the, all, yeah, it's about the, three songs, about three songs for twenty, and they always they always cut out the middle part of the song, and you know it because there's just this awkward thing, those goddamn D. DJs. Yep. So they've been doing that for a long yep. time yep. then apparently. Which is which is oddly enough, which is why most songs are a three to four minutes. Yeah. The idea is that it meets the twelve minute slot because then you need three minutes of transitional time to bring the next customer in and you start the songs again. Wow, only need twelve minutes. There you go. Making That's all happen. you pay for, you know. Eight bucks is eight bucks. I love it. Eight bucks. <laughs> and then so you've been doing the drunk history with the music and you you every month it's a different topic. Yep. And I mean yep. you know so much and have done so much research. You have written books about not only Tacoma but Lakewood. McNeil Islands will be out next month. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is McNeil Island still going on? Or? Well, it's still there. It's still yeah. an island. Yeah, it, it's still an island, and I know it still has it's, facilities. It's not a prison anymore. It has. Yeah, especially that to people, real okay? Because I know it was like a criminally insane prison. Or no, 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 like no, 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 no. This is this is exactly okay. why. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I will give you the thumbnail sketch of McNeil Island's history. <laughs> um, it started out as a territorial prison. 
Oh. And then mostly it housed uh, uh, white folks who were selling booze to uh, Native Americans. Oh, so like the and that, that would give you that would give you five to seven years. Whoa. Yeah, they were they were holy shit. And that's a federal offense. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then it became uh, an, a federal institution when uh, after statehood, and uh, you know all the big. You know all the big names in the federal system. You know were there. Um, I told you the I told you the, my Charles Manson story before, haven't I? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, tell it again. I'll flash back to that in a minute. Um, I'll give you the McNeil Island story, uh, and then um, you know Mac- Machine Gun Kelly was out there. Uh, Not Al- the rapper. Alvin Creepy Carpus was out there. <laughs> uh, who actually Alvin Creepy Carpus, who is founder of the Ma Barker Gang. Um, taught Charles Manson how to play the guitar. Long story. Um, wow. Uh, Robert Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz, he was out at McNeil Island. Um, and then it became a state uh, prison in 83. I'm trying to remember the dates on this. Um, and then it closed in, you know, in, during the Great Recession. Uh, and now that prison is shut down, but there's a special commitment center out there, which is not run by the Department of Corrections. It is run by Department of Social and Health Services, DSHS. Oh. And that is for the like high-risk offenders? They are um, people who have uh, sex offenders, violent sex offenders, who have served out their full DOC sentence, mm-hmm. but a judge has determined that they are likely to reoffend. So the state civilly commits them Ugh. to treatment on an island on an island uh, until they are deemed island. yeah un- until they're deemed unlikely to reoffend you have to think about that though like they've 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 done their sentence right yeah and um, someone has said, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. put Try it yeah, in public. Just, oh, sweet. Yeah, so you got your sweatshirt. It's, it's yeah. Sweatshirt. Hey, holla, holla. Um, so it's one of the first states to do that. And uh, the idea is that they uh, attend or they are offered sexual uh, offender treatment things mm-hmm. from DSHS. Uh, and then a panel decides and if they're likely to reoffend. If they're not likely to reoffend, then they're released out into the general population. Well, you know, they're, you know, the uh, monitors, whichever all that way, stuff. yeah. Um, you know, the catch is that, A, sex offenders don't have to participate. They're not, you know, they, they can exercise their constitutional right to not participate in yeah. sex offender treatment. Yeah, because they've fulfilled their sentence. And, right? then, and then if they, um, if they are deemed to... Uh, not likely to reoffend. The state is on the hook if they do reoffend. Mm-hmm. So the state takes on the responsibility of them not offending, and they just say we're just not going to let them out. Yeah, and so it's so weird. weird. It's such a, like that weird gray is, area man. of like like justice and like I, I, and and protection of mm-hmm. the people a little bit. Civil right? liberties, Just, yeah. yeah, and civil liberties. You and I have right? a friend that is a psychiatrist on that particular island. Really? Yeah. Huh. JP. Oh wow! Really? Damn. That's interesting. I want to talk to him about that. I get some weird stories. Mm. I don't know, but this is probably like uh, some sort of confidence. Right. Don't search Justin or Brogan in the sexual <laughs> yeah. offenders watch list. Hey, Remember that dude we used to talk hey, to? Hey, That's yeah. where it was. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm clear because I was a security guard and you had to do background checks. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mostly I think I'm cool with uh, that. I'm making tacos. Are you really? Yeah, steak tacos. Really? Becca's going to have my steak taco. Becca. So, yeah. So, I did a book about that. No, I'll tell you. This is not in the book, so I'm not giving away any spoilers or anything like that. Nice. Um, 
But uh, back in the day when I was doing, this may shock you again, uh, I was doing the prison ministry stuff out at McNeil Island when I was like a, a church-going guy. What? Wow. Uh, uh, apparently you can be an atheist and still do church stuff. I That's believe in you. It was fun. <laughs> um, anyway, so I um, I was able, before they tore down the old, Charles Manson's old cell block, I spent the night out there uh, in his old cell, and I recorded on my ukulele, I recorded his song as he as he wrote it, ceased to exist. In his old. Before he sold it to Brian Wilson, that became the hit Beach Boys song, Cease to Resist. That they didn't credit him, didn't credit Charles Manson when it was released. Therefore, Charles Manson went to go uh, get his comeuppance, and that's why he uh, sent the family to Seattle Drive, thinking that Brian Wilson is there, but but Roman Polanski had bought the house in Whoa, the meantime. Oh, so geez. that's what that's the connection. So, anyway, just fucking blew my mind that is for some, a second. Like okay. every time you come on, yeah, it's just like how <laughs> how you can manage to turn something that is a a, a, a God, I dare I say, a pop culture event that's yeah, like, that like happened. you're talking about like a, a serial killer like cult thing that just happened, right? Yeah. Like, so you're telling me that that was just an argument over someone's. Like rights to a song, is that what you're saying? That's like, well, yeah, yeah. real. That yes, wasn't that's, just yeah, yeah. That is exactly that's fucked up. Though, Apparently, right? you haven't read Helter Skelter, but okay, um, no, I haven't. Okay, well, yeah, that one and the, the Hitler anyway, one. Both so of those I, haven't, haven't I re- made my I reading recorded, list. I recorded it. Uh, I recorded it in a cell, and I sent it to him. That's creepy. Before he uh, before he died, spoon love from up above, mm-hmm. and uh, he <laughs> sent me. He sent uh, his uh, Atwa, uh, his foundation, uh, sent me a Christmas card. Whoa. Which is not, oddly enough, a conversation you want to have on the first date. No. Yeah. Kind of so did he sign anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so how, many, how many people do you know got a signed Christmas card from Charles Manson before Nobody. You yeah, nobody. Very well, few one, got how, after. One. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know exactly one person, so this is perfect. <laughs> so you're welcome for that. I mean, yeah. it's like stories like this. Is This is the reason why you need to come and check out Steve. Because Dude, that's super creepy. Yeah, you right? Just <laughs> me out, I know. Fuck, it's sorry. cool. Yeah. Um, but like you, like I said, that you've been a part of just hanging around and uh, being a part of Tacoma, and one of those things. Oh gosh, was, I don't think I don't know about that. Well, no, I I really do believe it because anytime that there's an I'm event going on, I see that you're there. But yeah, you're there and you're recording uh, at least in your memory, and then being able to uh, tell these stories of all this stuff going on, doing that research, doing that diligent work, and then also uh, being a part of special events because last night, as of this recording, uh, was the Girl Holla, Trouble thirty fifth anniversary. Anniversary show, amazing show, was it? amazing! Show. Oh God, it was amazing! Oh you guys, my God, you guys need to go back and listen to our episode where we talked with Isaac Olson, who is a family member of uh, at least a couple of them. Yep, uh, and he did the movie Strictly Sacred, which tells the story of Girl Trouble. Yep, and great this movie. It, it, it's a fantastic. Movie. It's a fantastic movie. I suggest everyone go out and look at that. Just because and you can see photographs of me. Really? Yeah. You're in it? Yeah. Of course back, you are. Back in the uh, community, <laughs> I didn't know that at the time, back in the community uh, theater uh, days when, when they were playing and, you know, uh, uh, bands from my high school, Seaweed from Lee's High School, Go Lancers. Um, <laughs> so if you look very carefully in some of the, you know, black and white photographs of the time, you know, that kids were taking in the 80s and 90s with their Pentax K1000s, if you look in the back, you'll see... <laughs> A six foot, one hundred thirty five pound guy in a tie. Yes, when I was a junior in I high school, knew the tie was going to be there. <laughs> Always in your and tie. I was, I was watching it because I did a story about uh, um, the movie. I was like, 
Oh shit! There I am. Oh man. <laughs> and so, how was the show? Now, okay. If, it was so, people that don't know about what they decided to do, I love this thought, and I wish I would have gone, but whatever reasons. Um, we uh, they uh, essentially what happened was they've been doing it for thirty five years, and they want to see whether or not they want to keep doing it. And so, what they did was each member would play their own instruments, but would make a girl trouble tribute band with people they knew playing the other instruments. Right. So it was. Four different bands, but the same one band. Like, how does that even right. translate when they're doing it on, uh, like, in a performance? So, like, uh, well, Bond was the... I can't remember what the names were. I probably should have brought the program. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Dell from Mirror Glass was a lead singer. And uh, Tony Daniels, um, you know, some notables. Bill Schmerer. Um, <laughs> my last name is Dunkelberger, and I still can't pronounce his name, so I feel bad. <laughs> but you know who you are, Bill. Uh, and, um, you know, so they're, you know, folks from local bands. The idea is that they formed, you know, four members of Girl Trouble. So they've had four tribute bands. And the idea is that they would play Girl Trouble songs or Girl Trouble covers, whatever. Yeah, I just... Um, I just... As if they were lounge, lounge acts. Oh, really? But, so it was like lounge acts? Well, I mean, it was it was... It, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, I mean, it was really yeah. good music. It wasn't, you know, kitschy. Yeah. So uh, I found the Facebook event page. So the four bands that were Dale Phillips' Girl Trouble Revival, Von Wheelie's Express, mm. KP's GT, and Kahuna's All-Girl Tribute to Girl Trouble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they just had a bunch of different people for, uh, from local bands, yep. friends, and uh, playing all those different instruments. And it's, it's just great. It was just it was a really fun way just yeah. to kind of experience that uh, in a way that you would expect a band like Girl Trouble to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, and then it ended the show with all of Girl Trouble playing. Oh, their own song. And it really did? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That so it wasn't amazing. just four bands. It was, it was five bands over, you know. And I had to go late into the night then for that one. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, I wish it would go over at like 7.30. Well, thanks no, for showing uh, up then. Was, I think it's like midnight, something like that. Oh, okay. So a pretty like standard uh, good time there. Yeah. And that was happening at the Alma Mater, which yep. is a pretty great venue. I still want to hang out Sold at. out. Did it really? Oh, yeah. Okay, then I'm glad that because I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get tickets, and yep. then uh, good. So yeah, I think they. Uh, I heard some folks say that it's the first time that they've actually had to turn people away because oh, they sold out. Tickets wow. and they hit the capacity of the building. So. Good. Man. And it was really cool. If you're, if uh, you know, Tacoma now. This may seem odd with so many bars out there, but there are very few, or there are fewer. Live music venues in Tacoma, bar type places. Everyone's doing karaoke, yeah. which is fine, but you know there aren't places you know like old Hell's Kitchen and yeah, the Valley, uh, that sort of places. Yeah, it was like, like the Valley. The Valley's the great. The Valley, the Airport you know? are two really good yeah. ones at yeah. that, and just kind of going around. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of those. But you know, but there was a time when um, every night there would be. Eight or nine bars having eight or nine different groups, and now it's generally you may have a Wednesday thing and an open mic, yeah, you know, singer songwriter thing on Thursday, and then Friday and Saturdays are the shows, mm-hmm. maybe, and then yeah, usually like, and yeah, I know karaoke. those like uh, for the good rock scene will be like Louis G's and Fife is a pretty good one. I like their pizzas too, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of that, so it's good to see something like the alma mater being able to put out a, d- a bunch of different shows, yeah, that aren't necessarily just like uh, uh, rock based, right? Uh, I mean, a lot of them are going to be having uh, whichever rock band that they're having 
do whatever. I guess we need to get out more, huh? Start doing some open comedy, open mic nights, or like oh, I, I heard know, the comedy part there. You well, because Tacoma, right there. Well, because Tacoma <laughs> Comedy Club does open mic nights on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and so I've, I've been thinking about you know just going who are down. Funny? No, oh, but okay. I know people. That, <laughs> I know people who know people who are. No, funny. I was gonna say oh. I know people that go there and actually oh, do oh, the open okay. mic. <laughs> I, I, um, I know people who go there. Right. They might be funny, but I don't know because I don't go there. Right, right. I know people that show up at those, and so I should support them. But. I know that there's yeah a lot of places are trying to do that open mic thing, but it also mm-hmm. kind of seems to me like along the same lines as the karaoke thing, where I'm like, sure, you put a mic there and you hope that people show up to do stuff. But I kind of also like promoting like local acts that are doing stuff here in Tacoma or like at least in like Federal Way Renton or like just the South Sound sort of area. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go up and do the slog that is Seattle yep. like all the time. Dude, because, it can be a nightmare on the weekends too, especially yeah. if you're going to drink, right? Like nobody right. wants to drive back and then the buses yeah. don't run, the trains don't run on the yeah. weekends. Uber, a Uber's a $50 ride on yeah, that point. It's a $50 ride or a hotel. So Some, Tacoma's way better. Someday they're going to get the uh, the light rail done. Maybe. And the, now they're yeah. talking about doing like the, the fast ferry, the walk ferry from I guess down from like Point Defiance and uh, over you know, across. We know um, the downtown on the go people are all into the transit people. We should have them back on at some point. We need to because I still think that we need to do the boot to boot. Which, oh, uh, yeah. That yeah. was Brogan's idea. Yeah, huh? that was Brogan's idea. I don't know if you're here, Steve. I don't know if you listen to this. What we want to do is we want to do from the flying boot to where did we want to end it up at? Brogan. Uh, we want to go from Das Boot and from Oh, yeah, from the Rhine House to the Flying J. Flying boot. No, the Flying Boot. The Flying J. The Flying J is yeah, the truck stop. Yeah, what the fuck no. you're talking That's about. It. So, yeah, yeah. So, from the Flying Boot to the Rhine House to do Das Boot, but do it on the little uh, lime scooters. Because all the good <laughs> German restaurants were taken? Rhine House is not good German food. Well, it's, just because they have, have the big be, boot. Because they have the big boot, and it's a good ending on the one side to the other. So, basically, you're going from 38th down to uh, Division. And so doing that on one of the scooters. Charlie line ran, ran right down there. I know. Yeah. But now we just have the little lime scooter. So, Dunk, you think we can get you on a lime scooter and uh, roll down with us? Sure. <laughs> he doesn't seem enthused at all, does he? Yeah, he's, he's like, like whatever. Yeah, sure. Right now. I got another new Sure. Hey, it's Justin for the Union Club in Tacoma. And what is the Union Club? At the heart of it, it is a co-working space that is nice enough to let us actually record here, which is awesome. It is a spot where you can get a cafe membership, which is meaning that from 9 to 5 in the morning, you can have yourself a working space all the way up to your own private office. One of the beautiful things about this is that all levels of members get the beautiful view. They have print, scan, and copy services with Internet and utilities included. You can get an incoming mail service. So if you need a business address, it's right there. Free coffee, tea, and purified water. Access to the conference room. And, of course, all of the monthly events. If you want to hold your own event, anybody can do so. But with membership, you get a cheaper pricing, which is always good. If you want some information or to schedule a tour, head over to www.unionclubtacoma.com. This is also where you can get links to their social media and you can see pictures of the location, how much personality this place really, really has, how awesome it is, and then maybe get yourself a tour. Again, check them out at unionclubtacoma.com. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to bring up with uh, is uh, the the Pythian Temple. The yes, Knights of the Pythias. What's uh, any new stuff going on uh, with, uh, you with that? Let's see. We got uh, we got a dinner tomorrow night. We got the St. Patrick's thing, but that's, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be done. Yeah, a little bit late up. for that. But uh, um, so, what do you guys do for St. Patrick's? 
We eat corned beef and cabbage. And really? For $5, all you can eat, just show oh, up and do whatever. Oh, corned beef sure. and cabbage. Yeah, um, uh, let's see. What are we doing? Oh, uh, has anyone done that uh, Hunt a Killer thing, that subscription no. service? No. I got it from my wife. Oh, yeah? How is it? Stupid. What is it? Oh, really? Well, I mean, it's... We're talking to your microphone. It's cooking. Bitch, I'm cooking. Hold on. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's so it it's very well made. Yeah. The the product itself is very good. The story is pretty easy. Yeah. Like so what do you like, guys talking about? There's not like about? a real super serious suspicious thing. Oh, okay. Like it's a subscription box that they get, basically give you a story to like Hunt down a like live your own little episode to hunt down Dexter. Oh, yeah. well, because we're thinking about uh, we're thinking about doing that for uh, game night because we're, we're looking at being open more than just Monday nights and just kind of meeting there and hanging out. Yeah, you so need to get the game. RPG stuff. Sh- uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. It is way way better, and you get ten instead of one, and it's. Forty bucks, probably available at Wizards Keep Games. Yeah, you can pick that up at Wizards <laughs> well, Keep Games. If, if, and, if, and if Sherlock Holmes is in your deal, you can get Mythos Tales, which is an HP Lovecraft themed of the same deal. Ooh, way better oh, than okay. fucking Hunter Killer. Okay, I'll really? have to give that a shot. But it's basically but if a only if I had like a, uh, a a gaming store that would sponsor us, and then they would come to the <laughs> Pythian Lodge. I'll give you a fucking copy. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I love I love you long time. This <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> now, I, so yeah, the idea is that we're you know yeah. uh, we we're all just sort of you know. Uh, artsy misfit toys sort of people and um, hot dogs just aren't doing the job anymore well, huh? well, but it's one day I but love it's one day dogs. a month so it's like well you know we want to do something but we don't necessarily want to go out in a bar or whatever it's like well let's just go to the Pythian Lodge and hang out well mm-hmm. what are we you know so we started doing Pythian nights social nights get nice it? yeah nights with a K because we're knights get it oh, a little yes. play on words so it's social <laughs> nights um, and then we just you know sometimes we'll play you know I'll do a ukulele lesson sometimes we'll do uh, one of our members is a really good pool player so he taught us how to play uh, some serious pool then we're thinking well let's do like a role playing game night or whatever and wow yeah that sounds like Adam Boyd's idea all right uh, he, yeah well, that was one of the things that, the idea is he doesn't have a life <laughs> uh, and he's not in the hob. And that's, I mean, it's, I, I can't imagine that you would be able to just to do that inside the temple area where you have all your secret meetings sure, and all yeah, the, f- yeah. really? Yeah. He's like, look at him. Yeah. He's like, I got the keys, dude. We can go anywhere. <laughs> I know. I'm just matter. like, like it was, it was so outstanding. Like people need to go down and check it out on the Mondays that you guys Mondays are doing it. Six o'clock. Because you can get some hot dogs and get a tour of the, the, the we place. Also do brands, hot dogs and quesadillas. Ooh. Ooh. Quesadillas. You got me there. That was the tipping yeah. point. Yeah. It's a quesadilla. <laughs> like hot dogs. I was like, eh. But quesadillas. Lo- uh, located downtown. Hand- handcrafted quesadillas. The uh, the worst secret club ever because they have a neon sign right outside. Right. Um, but it's it's one of the. And those- a Facebook page. <laughs> and a Facebook page. We're super secret, guys. Yeah. Uh, Shh. Uh oh. Brogan's showing off a little bit for the live streamers out there. And if you want to live stream, you can go uh, go to patreon.com slash Grit City Podcast. Is, is that a hot sauce with an iguana foot attached to it? Yeah. Uh, Brogan, go talk into a microphone and what tell us what this is, is about. <laughs> Just down, to tell down, about down, faster, faster, faster. It's almost there. It's almost there. It's almost there. All right. So, Brogan, tell us a little bit about the tacos that you're making for all of us it's here. It's got an alligator it, foot on it. Is it the an alligator foot? Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. It's like, how does that Ladies how do you, and gentlemen, boys and girls, oh, no. hot sauce fans of all sizes. 
Today we are going to have delicious carne asada steak tacos with some delicious sautéed onions and some Boudreaux's pipe cleaner, red Savina hot sauce. Pipe cleaner. And I know what pipe they're talking about getting yeah. cleaned right there. Yep. It is a natural product your, from 546 Hickory steam. Avenue, New Orleans, Louisiana. You can check them out at AlligatorKing.com. You know, it's so cool because it comes yeah. with an f- actual real keychain with an alligator claw on it. Yeah. Pipe cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to burn all of our booties. Dude, if so anybody bad. ever told me, eat this taco sauce or this hot sauce called pipe cleaner, I would be like, fuck you. <laughs> so, 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 Steve, so welcome to that. So when you're down the manhole, it's going to make your dick tingle. <laughs> uh, the pipe cleaner. Wow. This is going to be very interesting when it comes to that point. Oh, my God. Um, Scott, I, I know forgot. that you wanted to bring up the Manuscript Museum with oh, Steve. Oh, yeah, man. I love that place. Actually. Actually, I was thinking about it earlier when you were talking about uh, having um, uh, the the crazy guy sign your postcard. Uh, mm-hmm. the yeah, that yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was at the manuscript museum, and they had um, uh, World War II documents, and they had one like signed by Hitler. Yep. And you could tell it was like sideways; like he didn't care. It was just an initial. Well, yeah, I mean, everything. I'm sure, a hundred of them. Everything signed, required right? his signature, so he just constantly just. Right. Or but a secretary would do that, too. It totally gave me goosebumps looking at it. Like, it's just one of the creepiest things I've ever think I've yeah. seen. Right? Like, it's really weird. And and it was so, just there at that manuscript yeah, museum. Yeah, that place is a fucking it's jewel, amazing. dude. Yeah. It, it, tell them. Like, yeah. I, I, I talked about it, but it, it, like, I don't think you can do it justice. It's free to go. And they just, they have, like, actual, like, handwritten notes from Darwin, dude. And, um, like, the original, one of the original printed Bibles. And they'll just have the pages in there. Like, these people just own it. And they... They put it out because the the guy who made it wants to encourage like free thinking. He he says that there's not enough of that anymore, and so yeah, like, that's a good call, dude. It's brilliant. And it's free, open yeah. during the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monday through Friday. They get uh, shitty hours. It's yeah. like nine to four. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tom, uh, he he's the one the guy who runs it. Oh, the um, guy that runs it's fabulous. He's yeah, awesome. He's, he's really nice, dude. Um, yeah, the I think it's one of the only privately held copies of Richard Nixon's. Resignation letter. Ooh, wow. You know, there it is. Interesting. Or, or Napoleon Bonaparte's paycheck signed by Napoleon Bonaparte. So he issued, <laughs> yeah, he man. gave himself a raise. Okay. <laughs> that, that sounds <laughs> about on Ryan with anybody um, in a political have, spectrum like, um, sort of thing right there. Uh, uh, Jeez, um, composers, like original composers work where you can see where they wrote like certain notes and then they crossed them out and didn't like them and wrote other ones. Right? Yeah. Some of these are like hundreds of years old. How does like, like they, are you able to even keep that sort of stuff around? Like just the preservation for that seems well, like uh, it's mammoth. A, uh, he's a, uh, an industrialist who uh, he's got, I think, five or six different museums around the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's set up a foundation. He just has the largest privately held collection of manuscripts or historical documents in the world. You know, the only one, uh, only privately held copy of the Magna Carta, which was, you know, like a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. And so he just God, bought it, you know. Thing, right? Yeah, just rich people buying yes. stuff because they right. want to collect it. Yeah. So versus, you know, you know, keeping it in his closet, he just set up these museums and they just shuttle things around. And, yep. you know, they, they know what the collection is. And like, oh, I'll put together a, an exhibit of 
early Russian cosmonaut documents and or you whatever. Have so much of that stuff you can actually curate displays and exhibits oh, based yeah, on just the things that you I want. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands oh of documents. Yeah. Every 90 days, they change it out. So it's like last time they had the they had like papyrus from the, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Like, mm-hmm. and you can see it, and you can see like the the filaments coming off the papyrus. It's like inches away from the glass. Like, it's right there. Wow, it's yeah. really. And so, cool. this is something you could go to every like seriously, like every what ninety days. Yes, I've been morning. dorking out on it since oh, yeah. I found it. I've been like four times. Yeah. I think I went twice to the last yeah. one. I'm, I'm, yeah, dude. It yeah, is and it, it, is, wow. it is sort of. Um, I am sort of surprised that it doesn't do more. I mean, it it has money to operate, keep the lights on, and all that stuff, but it mm-hmm. really doesn't. You know. The website was built in like 1980. Yes, that's a, that was the thing that made me the, the the angriest is because they have a really nice message to put out to the world, and, and their website fun. when you go there is just crap. It just is convert cr- that to a WordPress site in Dude, 15 Wix. minutes. Com. It, it literally has like old like floating frames in yeah. it. Like oh, it is I love yeah, it Really didn't have you know Facebook or the Twitters or anything Nothing. like that. Like no. the Girl Trouble website. Yeah. Basically, it could yeah, be, like yeah. the old It's school. probably worse than that one, honestly. <laughs> I think it came up, like, half the, the site came up with 404 errors. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. one side was in a frame, and the yeah. other side was like, cannot yeah. be found, dude. Yeah. yeah. So you sort of have to know yeah. that it's there, and then you have to know that, oh, it's been 90 days since I've gone there. Yep. That's like, I, I think that's the beauty of a lot of Tacoma. I mean, it's it, it's frustrating when you're going from an analog age to a digital age, and that, that sort of trying to get there, and some people just are like, nah, fuck it. Because because when you're in Tacoma, there's a lot of that sort of thing. Uh, uh, not necessarily resistant to change, but ambivalent towards it. Being like, yeah. oh, we're just doing what we're doing and we'll be fine. Whatever. But you, a lot of people who are new to the area are going to miss out on a lot of this stuff because they don't even know about it. Like, I didn't even know about this until Scott just kind of stumbled upon it. And I totally did. It was uh, I had a family member come into town and... He does like TripAdvisor or something, and it was on there as like a PlayStation. You didn't seat. ask me to give him a tour, did you? Well, why? You were busy oh, that weekend. Man. I actually tried to, but you turned. Oh, that's me right. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dick. Uh, so uh, I remember that now. Yeah. But yeah, he told me about it. He's like the conservatory, right? And so we went there, like with uh-huh. the flowers and shit, which is really neat too, right? Sure. Okay. I mean, it's okay. And he's a science. T- teacher i probably shouldn't have said that but he is <laughs> so he's he's big into that stuff and so and then he's like well there's this manuscript library and i like you could hear my eyes rolling i swear to god i was like okay what's a manuscript library right and then we went and i had the best time i'm such a nerd i just nerded out there yeah and yeah, i've been like fun. four times since then yeah and drug the wife and you're gonna go eventually yeah i do want to go yeah, Jeff and really, Brogan's yeah, going. Really yeah. and those things it's really cool. right 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 park i mean you probably drive by it you know, exactly, hundred times. When he, said, like, oh, when he no. said it was in Wright Park, I'm like, where? Like right, right by across the street from the conservatory. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, another one of those things to, to check out. I know people know about the, the the glass museum, the art museum, the history museum, like all that stuff downtown. Basically, right on Pacific Avenue is a lot of those stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't. Get I remember to find when out there was a those. radio and typewriter museum. What? So yeah. Oh, did that one go away too? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it's been around for all, a while. That's sad. I've done the pinball I, museum in Seattle. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah, yeah that that's awesome. a good time. Did yeah. you do it? Yeah, the day that Justin got mad at me and told me we couldn't be friends anymore because I couldn't go, so I had to spend time with my kids. Aww. <laughs> I've told you that you, yeah, 
I, I've stopped being your friend a lot. It's I super mean, fun. We've been together for a couple thousand Aww. years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not overly concerned about it at this point. You're in my yeah. will. Gee, what a loss. Yeah, right. Um, what are some of the other places, like a, a hidden place that people might not know about that you really love? Or like if somebody's like saying, like, uh, I want to find a place that might not be on TripAdvisor um, that would be uh, fun to go check out. I think, well... I I'm a fan of the the small museums. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I would go to the Lakewood Historical Society's museum on Motor Avenue because nice. I helped found the society. Perfect. Um, uh, <laughs> but the Dupont Museum in Dupont, Washington, that's kind of fun. Um, now, what yeah, what historical significance does Dupont have for this area? Was it just because it's oh, close? Exactly. I know. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. He's like, how am I going to turn this into a small uh, little tidbit here? Huh. Yeah, well, okay, as anyone who's cultured would know, oh, what shit. is now uh, at what is now Fort Nisqually on, at uh, Point Defiance mm-hmm. didn't start there. It was what? in what is no. present-day DuPont. What? They moved it from DuPont to Point Defiance oh, during wow. the Depression, during a works in progress. So you're telling me they took an entire fort and moved it into a park? Yes. That doesn't even sound possible. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> and That's I remember exactly I remember Fort Nisqually because right next to it used to be Never Neverland. Right. And right. if you didn't know about that, it was isn't that a Michael Jackson thing? Kind of. Yeah. Um and, but it was Ooh, look oh, at that brought bringing the tacos. Yeah, Brogan bringing tacos. God damn it. Bring I in love the tacos. it. Um with Never Neverland, it was essentially awesome, a like a Grimm's fairy tale version of a theme park sort of kind of sort of yeah yeah it was like i remember going in like second grade for the field trip it was the you would go to never never right. land and like ride on the slides but i couldn't because i had a concussion i was really mad about that i as <laughs> you, you can tell i still haven't from would you get a concussion um, from? walking on the monkey bars and falling through and smacking my <laughs> head Forgetting fucking lippy <laughs> yeah that too and uh then also going to uh fort nisqually nisqually because it essentially it had turned into a I don't want to say Ren Fair because it wasn't that, but it was a uh, living history exhibit. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's why we have Steve here because he knows the word. That's yeah. what it is now, though, right? Like you go there now is and they still, dress up. Is it um, open? Is it still- um, yeah, they've got docents and things like that. But yeah, they do some, you know, rendezvous type things. I was going to say, every time I'm there, they have people like yeah. dressed up and they give you a little tour. Yeah. And, yeah. Everybody's oh, sorry, eating right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's taco time. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's kind of fun. so, and of course, mm. Dupont was named after the Dupont Powder Company that made mm-hmm. all the explosives that that created the the um, Panama I'm Canal. Why are you not eating? Oh, get into the microphone over there now. Why it's good. I boudroed you guys, and I'm just oh. checking to see how much I boudroed you. Okay, this is why I'm now sweating, yeah, and my hot. face is turning red, and my cheeks are turning red because it's hot over here. Yeah, like this yeah, is. Yeah, Jeff got the worst one on accident. Oh, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> He's just chugging Jeff, his water, chugging water, water bottle. Yeah, Brogan, you cook good meat. That was that was tasty, very tasty. Thank oh, you. I got more. Oh yeah, Chef Brogan Adams. Uh, right. What are we calling him? Brogan Ramsey over there. Mm-hmm. He's just he's not swearing over there except saying random weird things but dick dingers do make a delicious um taco god damn this is really hot yeah you've killed it twice today dude i think mine's all right it's not too hot well it's a little spicy <laughs> i got a little bit of sweat a little bit of heat in my cheeks yeah, I'm i can feel to it. now yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic um so uh you talked about the the what we, we 
I just totally got brain fried well, yeah, on this one. Uh, uh, well, um, the, the little DuPont yeah, History Museum. Yeah, the DuPont Museum. History Museum, yeah. Um, it's kind of fun because they got you know, some warehouser money and they got some nice displays for a little community museum. It's kind of fun. Um, it would be great. I mean, you start from you know, Fort Nisqually mm-hmm. in DuPont and then you go to Fort Stillicum, which is on the ground of the Western State Hospital. Oh, yeah. Um, with the four buildings that remain there. And then you go from there to the Lakewood uh, Museum. Go from there down to the Washington State History Museum, and then go to the Art Museum. You have a day of you know all of the history of a day of learning. Yeah. So and for maybe you know, I don't, uh, you know ten bucks, we should book you out a day, and you should do that with us. Yeah, that'd be fun to do. Yeah. We could do like a Facebook Live or just recording like we did before, or just hang out. Yeah, and just because, learn. Look, I've I've heard about the Washington State Museum, and we walked by it like a hundred times. I think Brogan might have. We might have put posters on it. I'm going to be doing out. a talk there for when my McNeil Island book comes but out. But I'm never going to really? go by myself. No. So probably in the oh, did so. you see? There's some guy doing the doing the Maury Island uh, thing at the Bigfoot thing in at Ocean Shores. Oh yeah, oh, really? yeah. I think so, all, yeah. There's yeah. two dudes out there going on about that they're the experts of the Maury Island incident. Oh, you need to go over there and start. Sign, a, like, I, and, and I heard that I'm like, I can't fucking wait to tell Steve. I think we need to <laughs> set up a fist fight. Brogan, Brogan, some bitch shit. needs some stabbing. He does. <laughs> you got a pin. A, a projectile pen or something, you can take them. Who's got that tactical I guarantee pen. that motherfucker doesn't have a fountain pen to get him in the eye. Right. You know, people bring that episode up to us a lot. Like, oh, as yeah. a matter of fact, the guy that was in here just before you, that he's like, well, I was listening to a bunch of your episodes. I was like, yeah, which one? He's like, ghost ones. And then it's like, the one about the island. I was like, Maury Island? He's like, yeah, that guy. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. People, yeah we get a lot of people like oh, that. Oh, great. Go back if you haven't heard this. We've got a, a lot of new listeners from the Grit City Magazine, so really, uh, I'm happy that people are listening to us on Whatever. that. They got a lot of new readers from our podcast. That's probably, what really happened. Probably, yes. I believe that. Absolutely <laughs> believe that, Scott. Is, uh, is that how that works? Like, yeah, it's generally how that works or something along those lines. Whatever. Um, but if you go back and you listen to Steve talking about the Moray Island incident, it's super intriguing. You've done a bunch of stuff. The Jake Bird stuff that you've done with us before, too. Oh, like, sure, yeah. you, that's our number one search thing. Oh, online. really? Yeah, Jake Bird Hex is the actual People thing. People love serial oh, killers. Oh, yeah, go yeah, well, figure. That's, sometime this summer, I was thinking about doing a serial killer uh, drunk history. Oh, you should. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. People people always want to hear about people killing other people. You like, can be like, you guys want to see a signed personalized Christmas card from <laughs> fucking Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, <laughs> Charles Manson, Charles man. Manson. It's a bit of a difference. I don't know. I don't know. Are you down with, well, down with Dahmer? <laughs> Who isn't? You down with OGG? Well, and I mean... I think, I think Jeffrey Dahmer just kind of tasted funny. I don't know why. <laughs> But we also like like Ted Bundy had ties here too. His brother still lives here. His That's parents awkward. owned a boathouse across the street from my parents' house in Gate Harbor. Really? Damn. I mean, he's True a story. great guy. I mean, I'm, we're, we're, yeah, we're, what's a, yeah? What's the uh, what's the lure to the Pacific Northwest? Just because there's a lot of open area to leave bodies? I guess I don't know. Yeah. Lack That's of vitamin D. <laughs> that might be it, man. Yeah, my doctor said something about that. Everybody gets say, sad, just it, wants to murder people. Yeah, like yeah. the seasonal murder make, disorder. Make there, <laughs> yeah, it gets winter. It's time to kill. Well, you've you've got a, a large Green you know, River murder, a large too, right? uh, you know metropolitan area right next to a lot of woods, and no one's necessarily from here, so they don't have the deep connections where. You know, yeah. If a somebody just, dies in Louisiana, you know, that's just okay. So one 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 school's rose fourth pipe grade cleaner. teacher for a year. <laughs> well, and that's like one of those things is that maybe people I, I, I don't realize like 
how the Pacific Northwest really came to be. And a lot of it was... The earth cooled. Well, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, but they also, it was the like uh, the population showing up. It was, it was uh, timber, logging, gold rush, and uh, shipping was a, a big thing. And Tacoma was going to be this gigantic um, port, and it still is. Hey, Steve. Hey. Didn't you have a podcast with us about the I port of Tacoma? I did. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, I feel I'm, like I know this story. I've, you yeah, guys should I, listen I to that I've, episode. I think I've... Uh, Is that an old school I've, episode? I've heard something about the... Yeah, that was our story. first yeah. episode with Dunkelberger. Wow. The City of Destiny. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, George Francis Train Story. Did you, uh, did you happen to go to the State of the City address or anything? I did not. I had a... Stuff to go mind. on. Mo- no, mow your no, lawn. I, uh, I love how he just stopped <laughs> and he looked at you. He's like, uh, something else. Mow yeah. my lawn. Uh, no, actually... Well, uh, mow my hair. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm. I'm uh, I spent yeah. all of last week. I was substitute teaching for the Tacoma what? School District. Yeah. Really? Absolutely love it. They let you near kids. Is this it. the first time? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I can it. see that. That would no. Okay, love so it, love it, love it. Are you are you getting those kids? Are you giving them a uh, drunk history like PG? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think you're necessarily getting hammered, but are you telling people stories about uh, all the well, weird stuff you know, or uh, are you sticking to guidelines? Well, no. I, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the teacher leaves lesson plans that are great, and I go through. Yeah. And then, you know, we get through that, and it's like, hey, you know, I'll tell you a little story about Tacoma. If you, if you guys are quiet and you do it, I'll, I'll give you a little trivia thing, you know, nuggets of trivia throughout the thing. So, okay, if you guys can be quiet for 10 minutes, then I'll tell you a little nugget. I'll t- you know, I'll tell them That's the, cool. the Baskin-Robbins story or, uh, you know, why Tacoma isn't larger than Seattle story and whatever. And then by that time, you know, the period is over and like get the next nice yeah, and that's yeah. perfect because you can recycle your stories forever Boom. you've got a captive audience yeah. for every uh, half hour 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 i don't know it's cool man i can totally more. see you you know and, and the idea like is that, that sure. you know my idea is a it's a you know reward device because i'm like oh man that's kind of that's kind of cool yeah. that's yeah, right you know, and uh, uh and then it great you know, creates an air of appreciation to the city that they're in. And mm-hmm. the more you get that appreciation that they share that story, then they appreciate it. And then it grows. And, you know, Tacoma isn't as self-deprecating as it has been. And that's one of those things because everyone talks about, oh, Tacoma is like bad. It's terrible. You're going to get shot. You need a tactical fountain pen to make sure and keep yourself safe all around here. <laughs> but it's it's a really it's uh. it's. It's an interesting place, but it's not a completely unsafe place. It's like any place in America, you're going to have all sorts of stuff going on. But at the same point, it's not super dangerous. It's not like you're just going to go out and get mugged. I don't mean it, it, sure. it is a town of know. dichotomies. Uh, you know, it, is, <laughs> it is the city of destiny just as much as it is the city of the Ash Street shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it is the city of... Jake Bird, it is the city of Weyerhaeuser. Yeah. Uh, it is the city of Ted Bundy, as it is Dale Chihuly. Oh, that's um, a really good point I, on I, that one. Just to think about the Ashley, uh, t- on, uh, on SouthsonTalk.com. Uh, oh, really? That, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the famous Ranger shooting. Remember that? Oh, no. that yes. I, oh. I actually it's, read it's that article. It's known as the Ash Street shooting. That was some. Uh-oh, Brogan's getting more tacos for everyone. Okay. Yeah. That was um that was the one with the uh the Sep- Rangers. Yeah, right? September twenty third, uh, nineteen eighty nine. Um a uh sergeant of the second Rangers that was then Fort Lewis um had a house on Ash Street that he bought for ten thousand dollars two years earlier. And uh you know, they the people on Ash Street were getting tired of the open air drug market along uh-huh. uh, that time. And uh so he installed a camera 
just videotaping this house across the street. And the gangbangers wanted no part of that, and they started, you know, throwing pears and shooting BB guns to try to knock the video camera down. So he's like, okay, you know, playtime's over. Uh, I'm going to get some of my co-workers oh, to come Jesus. over and have a barbecue. <laughs> co-workers show up at said barbecue. They go over and politely have a discussion with said crackhead about, hey, could you stop shooting at my house? Yeah. <laughs> the crackheads were saying, nay, we're, um, we're going to do our own thing. Like, okay. Nay, I bite my thumb at you, sir. Yeah. So, um, so they went back and they had their barbecue and all that stuff. And then they just... Um, as you know, the sun went down. A couple of shots fired out, and they're like, "Okay, shit's about to go down." So they just turned all the lights off in the house and bunkered down for the night until people started shooting. And they pulled out their um, personal defense uh, stuff—not military stuff, not they military, didn't use military the stuff, personal stuff. Yada, <laughs> so yada yada yada. Three hundred rounds were exchanged uh, in a matter of uh, you know. Uh, ten minutes. Yeah, three hundred rounds. Yeah. yeah, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were. I was alive during this time, and I didn't know anything yeah, there about were, this. Yeah, there were there were there were nine mils. There were forty fives. There were shotguns. There was, God you know, damn uh, stuff. And then, oddly enough, you know, no one. Uh, this made national news, and people were saying, you know, there's twelve second rangers shooting all this good stuff, and no one was killed. Like. If they wanted to kill somebody, they would have been dead yesterday. Yeah. It was very strategic that they, you know, did wow. not kill people. Yeah, but still. Don't, yeah. Like, crazy, wow, right? Cleaning up your streets vigilante style, or at least just that trying to. That is a very Tacoma way of yeah, doing things. Yeah, so, and that's like. That, and again, wow. that's, that, that is the, you know, good version of, you know, the Tacoma method of. Yeah. Like, you know, the Chinese. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's that. We're going to handle it our own way, good or bad. That's how we sort of... Apparently, you got things started, though, because after that, they they really started cleaning up the neighborhoods, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, when you have something like that that hits national news, yeah, you're like, oh, sa- maybe Safe, safe Streets was formed that year, and um, that's and a, now... Yeah. The, the funny thing is, okay, so that, that $10,000 house that he, he bought in 1985 is now worth $364,000. God damn. And as a person who just bought it's a house... There. Yeah, I understand all of that, like... Like that, and that gentrification was, everywhere. Everywhere you look, <laughs> gentrification. Sorry, well, and it's it's one of those things that because uh, it's I went, a great neighborhood, right? I, I went to I went to the state of the city address, and one of those things is the the affordability of the housing because there's a lot of people. Most of the people in Tacoma can't afford to buy a house or rent yep. in Tacoma. Yep. And so they're trying to look into doing that sort of thing because, yeah, you have that housing disparity, which gets into people getting into desperate situations that turn oh, into... Oh, it's going to get much worse. You yeah. think so? You oh, really yeah. think oh, so? for sure. Well, yeah. here's the problem. Okay, just, what, 100 yards from here, you're going to have the link uh, expansion the, yeah. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. the hilltop. Mm-hmm. And the big argument, you know, oh, not argument, the, the statements of support... Where that, you know, here you've got all these low and middle income people on the hilltop who don't have cars uh, or can't afford cars going to be able to take this link downtown. Like, they're not going to be living there. Yeah. They can't afford that because mm-hmm. when you invest hundreds of millions of dollars in infrastructure, you are not going to get $500 a month rent. No. Right next to it. That's not how that happens. I'm hoping... Tacoma needs to have a serious conversation, and and we are not having that conversation. And they have so many old... $500 rent is ridiculous. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That'll never be a thing. It's unfortunate, though... You can't get $1,000 rent. No. No. There are people literally... Also a ridiculous figure. 
people are fighting for that sort of like uh, even like fourteen hundred dollars sight unseen. They'll pay for a rent in a place that is not great, mm-hmm. and because it's that's what's affordable around here, and it's still not affordable, and it sucks. My first apartment in Tacoma was right up yonder, and it was the basement of a converted house mm-hmm. that was for. Uh, Converted into four units. At the time, this was in 2004. God damn, Steve. That was like 15 years ago. Holy Shut shit. <laughs> How old are you? I'm just kidding. Are you? hurtful. <laughs> um, uh, it was $350 a month. Wow. That, what? That same apartment is 1975. Yeah. No! Oh, fuck. Just one bedroom. One bedroom. Man. Because you blasted golden nut all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Man, it sucks. If, if, if you take, if you take a, you know, a, a black light, it just looks like oh, a Jackson Pollock yeah. painting all over the walls. There's a bunch of Asian dudes sitting out in front taking pictures going, that's Dunkelberger's golden nut living room. That's right. <laughs> Brogan, you, just, you made great tacos, and now you're talking about that. Did he, did he have a uh, snail collection? Because I don't know what the hell is up. These are really uh, soon. these are really good tacos. Okay, what was that uh, hot sauce there? You got to talk into the microphone because I need to find out. It's the one with the alligator clip on it. Boudreaux's pipe cleaner. Boudreaux's oh, pipe cleaner. Red, sa- uh, red, red savia chili pepper. Oh, oh god, yeah, this it, is. It was really good. Man. It, it is good. Really it's, good. I'm gonna have to hit the bathroom pretty soon. They, they were they weren't too hot. Um, I didn't think it was too hot. It was nice, but nice, nice. I mix the hot sauce with the uh, grilled onions. Oh, that's good. I've been watching the uh, um, the hot chicken wing show on YouTube. Oh, hot ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I fucking love that show. Have you watched it? It's they a s- dude where he he has questions, but what will happen is they have to eat uh, a hot wing, and it goes up in scale of uh, the Scoville as oh, they're yeah. going along. So it's like it's like oh, here's a normal hot wing, and like uh, how did you get into your business or whatever? And you're like you're talking about it, and like finally up to the biggest one, which is like nuclear grade, like seriously, like burn your asshole yeah, pipe cleaner like, stuff. Yeah, it's like two million Scoville yeah. units, or and then it's and then it's like and then it's asking a person a question, so they're trying to deal with this heat while trying to answer this question. The nose is running, yeah, yeah. the eyes are watering. Chugging They're milk. seeing Jesus. Like, just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, hold on. Like, where was I? I forgot where I was. Like, it was, I, I just watched the Gordon Ramsay one. That's a great one, That right? one's hilarious. Yeah, he's great, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. He's just, he's trying to keep it professional, and he's just like, oh, just can't, can't do it. Oh, no. Another oh. great one is uh, Brian Redband, the comedian guy yeah, for yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah, they actually go to a place in uh, L.A. And, and eat some that are just stupid hot. It's like, man. <laughs> are you a spicy, uh, spicy eater oh, there? Spicy, yeah. You do? Like, I used to be really into it, and then, uh, I don't know. I got. I, I want to say I turned old, but like I'm Aww. not old. I love spicy. I don't like. I don't particularly like things that are garlicky or oniony. Ooh. Oh, more garlic for me. I love garlic. Yeah, I can do some garlic. Either. I love it when I just like afterwards, like I'm sweating. I can still smell garlic. Dude, yeah. I just make myself garlic like toast all the time. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's like, garlic like, bread, Texas garlic toast, bread. You know, well, I do like toast, you know, and then but, put garlic stuff. But on you know, Charles, that asshole. that day after you know garlic. Smell stuff? No. Yeah, I don't no. care. Whatever. I'm married. Been married for a while. Just deal with the day old garlic smell. That's <laughs> yeah. just deal. Brutal. That so that's brutal. where I get that smell. Hey. Hi. Those were awesome, dude. Whew. You killed it. I just had a rough one. Why? What? 
the hot one? I made my own taco and I <laughs> and I let, used the leavings oh, of all the rest of it. Your face so is got, so like, red the, right now. Like the, the bottom, the I got the bottom uh, bitch the of the hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, your cheeks are rosy. Uh, yeah, that's good. I'm gonna not touch my dick later. Yeah, you probably shouldn't touch your body after that one right there on that one. Um, dunk, I think it's a good time for us to end this right now, man. No, We've been talking not for a while. Dunk. But uh, I love everything you do. Again, go Thank to the so Pythian much. Temple on Mondays. Get a hot dog. Get a tour. Check out the insides of the place. I mean, we've done video and plenty of places have done video and done specials and stuff in there but look at it in person because it's one of those things that is a marvel and you're not going to pre- appreciate it until you're actually there um, Broken Spoke uh, for yeah, Steve's uh, Drunk History you can find me on, on the Facebook Steve's Drunk History or Twitter Steve's I still Drunk can't History, believe that place Instagram. is called the Broken Spoke <laughs> you Why? were just stuck on that because you don't know what a Broken Spoke is obviously <laughs> Urban so dictionary. after you've had extraordinarily rough anal sex, oh. where, where your butthole splits, it's called a broken spoke. It is a known euphemism for bleeding, cracked butthole, and it makes me sad every, and okay. giggle every time I see yeah, it. Yeah, every time you giggle about it. Okay, I, I hang around a different crowd of people than you. <laughs> no, you fucking don't. There are just people I like to bring it up. Yeah, Brogan talking about the guy who just gave us all pipe cleaner <laughs> right. uh, hot sauce. No, it just makes me giggle every time. I'm like, damn, broken spoke. I mean, that's like a BDSM bar, <laughs> not a bicycle bar. I don't know if they have those in Tacoma. I don't know. They should have Urban Dictionary their name first. Wow. I know. Well, I mean, I, I, they, they, bought, they bought Broken Spoke when it was a, a bike repair bar. Yeah. And they just kept the motel. So it makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> makes a lot of fucking sense. It's a nice place, though. It's a nice... great, great people. Yeah. Um, well. If anyone wants to, you know, yeah, once, once a month... Uh, find me on the Instagram, nice. the, the Twitters. If they, you know, I'm always looking for new places to yeah, talk. So yeah. if anyone has any recommendations or you want me to just do a birthday party, bar mitzvah or right? retirement party, let me know about, uh, I'll do a history talk about all things Tacoma. Or yeah, I'll see about you getting a copy of that game too. Yeah, oh, get yeah. those games, have some game nights, uh, game nights with the Pythian Knights. Yeah, do we have it. to roll in there one time? Well, we, we gotta, gotta get to. the HP Lovecraft We've been talking about it for like, like that one's apparently better than the other one nice it's the same idea like you just so the deal with with these uh the consulting detective games are sherlock holmes is away fighting moriarty or whatever the fuck he's doing and he's left you a job you and your party and you open this mystery you know it's like this lady was found dead in the park uh Whatever the for me, bird shit on her shirt, <laughs> or whatever, whatever the problem is, and you have all this information, and then the world is your oyster. Like, okay, let's go talk to the aut- the uh, autism, the autism guy, uh, the autopsy report. Okay, let's go talk to the doctor. Then you can read their report, and then you have two hours to solve the mystery. And you're figuring it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you, when you all decide, okay, it's time to find out, you go and you look, and you see if you're right. It's Really cool. Hmm. That seems pretty fun. Way better than there. Hunter Killer. I'm gonna okay. be honest. Yeah, <laughs> so, I will. I will accept your donation to the Pythian Lodge. So. I'll give you a, a Hunter Killer too if you want to try it out. Oh sure, yeah, that'd be great. Cool, right it on. It's surprisingly expensive. It is. I, I'm like, yeah, I don't and know it's, what we're exactly getting. Well, here. it's because people only do it once. Yeah, yeah, they want to make sure and get it. Yeah. Get them on the one. And, and the quality of the product in the Hunter Killer box is really good. Just the the mystery is not hmm. not up to. My fucking mystery snobness, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, it, we're thinking about doing D and D or my Pathfinder or something like tw- that. Oh yeah, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. at the yeah. Pythian. Oh, 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 I, 
I'd sponsor that too. Problem is, Dungeons and Dragons Wait, is a broke ass man's sure. game. Didn't we have the guy that made <laughs> Pathfinder on? We did, Mike Selinker. No, yep. he did. Uh, yeah, he did. So if he wants, if he is listening and he wants a private tour of the Pythian Lodge uh, with a donation of a Pathfinder starter kit, even uh, <laughs> I'll hook you up with a Pathfinder D and D set. There you go. I'll take Ask Adam these. Boyd. He's got all the Pathfinder. Yes, shit. I know. That's <laughs> where he's getting these ideas from, dude. Well, we are, he, come I mean, on. Fuck, Adam's got like, it all. Dude. I'm not going to give you something that fucking Adam should just give you. <laughs> so we can play D and D. I already have a character. Yeah. I'll be in charge. Do you don't really worry. have a character? No. I <laughs> know <laughs> you don't. He's you got liar. A <laughs> all right, Steve. Uh, again. Le- level four paladin with a Vorpal Thord. Vorpal Thord. Oh, definitely not a paladin. Yeah, no, he's, he's not. got a Look fucking tactical pen. I'm chaotic, crazy. If that's a thing, the intro. Well, and that's so funny because I've got guys that Longbow. that work for Wizards of the Coast and and have side uh, projects well, yeah. making uh, making different role playing games. And one of these guys, he's got no. A, they role play. He's got role playing uh, games. He's he's, he's <laughs> made no. He's made a character that is a his job is to cause like one of his abilities is to cause civil unrest. Uh oh. He's a he's a. Uh, like a, an anarchist, a hawker, or whatever. No, people that you would get together in a, a in a crowd, and he'd be the guy that would do all the political speaking. I can't think of the name a of Barker. It. Yeah, like Carnival Barker. Yeah, but more with a political agenda, He's and the and they Apple actually Robert. have Robert wrote Robert. in a uh, a weapon that is a one d four pen for this guy because he writes. Yeah, no. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell him that we need to make. Uh, a special weapon for him. It'll be a one d six. We're gonna call it the Dunkelberger. I'm gonna Dunkelberger done. Do it. I'm gonna because I'm giving that guy a ride to get his taxes done. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just remember that it's Regrab Lucknut backwards. If you Jesus. ever have a problem, with it's spelled. what Dunkelberger spelled backwards is Regrab Lucknut. He says oh, it good. every time. He no, says, I'm Nagorb. Yeah, Nagorb. <laughs> Not everybody memorizes their name backwards. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Nastabor Nitsuj. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. not. Scott? I don't know. I'm Scott? not participating Scott? in this. No, fucking guys. Talks. Get your shit it's together. It's going to too long to figure it out. <laughs> fucking <laughs> dullard. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for listening. Again, if you want to listen to other episodes, gridcitypodcast.com. Uh, follow us on all sorts of social media to do so. Uh, back us on Patreon if you like the weird stuff that we're doing and yeah, uh, want to see money. us get better gear and uh, do some more fun stuff. You get a t-shirt? You can get a t-shirt and get your a hoodie, yeah. uh, access to all uh, of the, the old fucking school. hoodies are great. In fact, I got complimented by a beautiful blonde lady about it. She's what? like, "Listen, fool, I've seen you in some busted ass clothes. Those hoodies are all right." Yeah. Oh, so your wife is actually paying you compliments now? That's great. Uh, only on the fucking stupid hoodie. <laughs> now that it doesn't have a hole in the armpit. Oh, this is probably it. the one with the hole. I don't know. You got a, you got a hole in your armpit there. You're not supposed there. to use the armpit. You're supposed to use the. Okay, for that. now oh, it's gotten weird. Oh, oh. Dick dingers. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and uh, for now we are out. Konnichiwa. <laughs> You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>